Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are, in whatever part of the country you may be living in, I greet you and say thank you for blessing me with your presence. It is time to set your soul free with me, Stephanie. So let's see what we can be blessed with today. As we finish off the month and we dedicated this whole month um, praying for the kids, praying for the students, praying for the faculty, praying for all those who have any contact with our babies. The song for the month was So Glad I'm Here. And it started off with So Glad I'm Here. Then we're going to pray while we're here. We're going to shout while we're here. We're going to moan while we're here. And then it ends going back to So Glad I'm Here. Now, more than ever, I am so glad God put that song on my heart to sing. Because with everything that's going on daily, weekly, with who's filling up hospital beds, who is almost winning the race of, of being sick with this coronavirus. It's, it's astounding that it's now getting down to our babies. The ones who they said were more resilient to it because they're young and, and, and everything. Now they're the ones that are sitting in that hospital room. Those who um could not take the shot yet, who cannot get the vaccine as yet. You know, you still have those who, who contract the coronavirus who are vaccinated. They're not getting as sick. But sick is sick. It don't matter if it's deathly sick, mildly sick. You're still sick. You still feel horrible. You still feel tired. So as we close out this month, you know, we still need to remember to be so glad that we're here in Jesus name with all minds clear. So glad I'm here. So glad I'm here, so glad I'm here in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm so glad I'm here, so glad I'm here, so glad I'm here in Jesus' name. Today we're going to talk about prayer. For the teachers, preach the word. And our scripture is coming from 2 Timothy 4 and 2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And our thought for the week is unseen heroes are always seen by God. And An unseen hero has to be a teacher. You know, they work hard. They do the best they can with what they are given. And sometimes we just don't tell them thank you. Any teacher who has taught my children, I'm telling them on a weekly basis, thank you for everything that you do. Like I said, when I was going through the early childhood education program and I had to sit in a elementary school with teachers, it is hard. For teachers to have their lesson plans laid out till they get to school and there's a meeting where 
somebody in Metro thinks they know something better and now they have to reorganize everything that they've done and still do the best they can to make sure that these babies are learning what they need to learn. They are truly unseen heroes. I mean, it makes no sense everything that is put upon them to do and they don't have the resources or the time to do it to the best of their abilities. We all have a calling on our lives and sooner or later, we will accept that call. Teaching is not as easy as it looks. Ask a teacher to run through a good day and then run through a bad day. Teaching is one job you cannot lose your temper, have a bad attitude, or be rude at all. Even though some do all three of these things, there are those who are making a difference and putting the excitement in learning that makes our kids want to go to school, those who can, and actually learn and not spend class time updating social media sites. Teaching is not easy. Ask ask a teacher, ask any teacher, an old school teacher, a new school teacher, ask them. It is not easy at all because when they walk into that classroom, they have no clue what they're going to face that day. From the parents to the students, to the co-workers, to the principal, to the education board themselves, they have no idea what that day is going to bring. And then when you have Some students who, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And then you have others where you're spending most of the class time trying to get them under control so the rest of the class can learn. Ask a teacher what a day is like. Ask them what a good day is for them. And then turn around and ask them what a bad day is for them. It is not easy. And yes, you have to have a good attitude when you're teaching. You cannot walk in that classroom and be rude. You know, you cannot. You cannot. No, no, we no. you can't do that. You have to be smiling. You have to be positive. You have children feed off of our energy. So if we walk in that room with an attitude, then it's going to be a negative energy all day. You won't get the kids to do anything. But you walk in there smiling, having fun. The kids are going to want to have fun. They're going to want to sit and listen. They wanna, they're going to want to learn because you're making it fun. You see teachers now doing these different little handshakes, movements, whatever, before kids even into the classroom. You already breaking whatever was going on in their home before they got there. If they were mad, sad, upset, scared, whatever the case may be, teachers that are doing these little things before they walk in the classroom, you just broke that for them. Now they're willing to go in there happy. They're excited. You know, whatever was going on before they got to school, they forgot about now. It's those teachers who go the extra mile to make it fun for the kids. And it's not just for the kids, it's for them as well. Because if the kids are willing to learn, it makes your job a whole lot easier to teach them. We are all teachers in some form of another. And we are here to preach, teach, others on the blessings and miracles of Jesus and how he can help us every step of the way. Preachers are teachers. Ministers are teachers. 
pastors are teachers because we're doing what? We're teaching you the ways of the Lord. Same way a teacher opens up a book and tells you to go to page such and such and let's read about social studies and the beginnings of man or whatever the case may be. The same thing when a preacher tells you to open up your Bible to such and such chapter and you learn about what God is expecting us to do and how he knows we can do it. It's the same thing. Different classroom, same concept. We are to be instant when we preach and do it in and out of season. When you accept that call to preach, you're doing it regardless of the weather, regardless of the season, regardless of how you feel. That is what you were called to do. That is what you accepted to do. And you accepted to do it regardless of how you're feeling. You know, if you're having a bad day and someone's coming to you in trouble, you need to push your day aside and help that soul that came to you. We are to reprove, which means scold, express disapproval, rebuke, to criticize sharply, exhort, give warnings or advice with all long suffering, which means patiently enduring lasting offense or hardship and doctrine, which means something that is taught. All these things we do on a daily basis anyway, and it can be done respectfully. The main thing is to preach the word and be instant when we do it, which means if God gives you a word, speak it. That don't mean he gives you a word and you go home and look some stuff up and pray on it. To th- no, if he gave it to you, he wants you to speak it right then, right there. Again, what I always say, the problem with some of us is he gives us something to do and we have to sit and think about it. We got to sit here and negotiate. No, he gave it to you because he knows that you can do it. If he gives it, he says, do it in an instant. One of the things that I'm one of the pet peeves I have is when you're blessed and people tell you to run to the church house and give thanks to God. Nope. Because he blessed me on Wednesday. Why am I going to wait till Sunday to go give him thanks? Nope. When he blesses me, I give thanks in an instant. Same thing when he gives you something to tell somebody. You're sitting there talking to somebody and then all of a sudden God tells you this is what you need to say to this person. Say it. Because just because this person's talking to you about one thing, you don't know what's going on in their mind internally. You don't know spiritually, mentally, that what God is telling you to say is something that is burdening them. They just don't want to tell you about it. So there are reasons why when God says to say something in an instant, do it. Which is why you see so many teachers reach out to these students, even though the students are not saying anything per se. A teacher knows their students. They know when something is wrong. Even if it's a new student and you can pick up on that vibe, something is wrong. And they're instantly going to these kids, bonding with them. You know, if you don't have no other friends in this school, you got me. Which sometimes that's all a child needs is one good adult friend. Do it in an instant. And it can be done respectfully. That's the other problem that we have. People do things and they're so nasty when they do it. There's a way to disagree with somebody without being disrespectful about it. There's a way to let someone know that they hurt your feelings without being disrespectful about it. 
There are so many things that could be avoided, so many fights, so many shootings, so many everything that could have been avoided if people were just being respectful. You know, just because they disrespect you don't mean that you got to turn around and disrespect them in return because you don't know what mood that I keep telling people. You don't know what a person's mindset is when they do something. You know, you don't know what that is and all they're waiting is for somebody to be rude to them in return to give them a, a, a reason to snap. Don't give them that reason. Don't. I make more people mad at me because I don't give them the response they're looking for. I know what you said behind my back. I know what you said. I know what you're doing. And you know that I know. But you see, I'm still respecting you. And it's, it drives them nuts. Because they're like, how in the world can she still talk to me? Smile at me? And I know she know what I said. Yeah, I know what you know. But I got better things to do than to worry about your reason today for you saying what you had to say. God's got you. I'm not worried about it. God already showed me he's got you. He already showed me who was saying and what they were saying. I have nothing to worry about. I got other things to do. I got more important matters to deal with. I got children that depend on me to keep a smile on my face. I got members that depend on me to show them what to do when people try to scandalize your name or bring your character into question. I got, I got kids watching me. Mm-mm. I'm not fenced to, I'm not fenced to do that to them because of you. No, I got better things to do. Today, preach the word, pray to God to give you the right words to say, to get his message across without offending someone which means you can tell somebody what God told you to say without offending them. How? By telling them exactly what God told you to say. The offense part comes in when we add our little tidbits to it. You know, God told you to say this and this and this. Well, you, because you think you know this person, you decide to put your little opinion into it. Well, now you done been offensive. And now you done turned somebody else away from his house because you decided that you knew better what to say. No. Say what he wants you to say. Don't add nothing to it. Don't take nothing away from it. Just say what he told you to say the way he told you to say it. When he answers, say what he told you to say. Nothing more, nothing less, and don't change it. We have the tendency to do half of what God tells us to do because we have our own points and opinions. We just have to tell them as well. It is then when they are offended and friendship, families, and jobs become unnecessarily stressful. Do what God tells you and bring hope and life back to someone who thought all was lost. Our job is to bring God's children home, not drive them further away. That goes back to the classroom. You know, the way you see parents treat their child, that's that's their household. We can't always just jump in there because we're offended with what we see. That's that's their household. The biggest thing that I learned was when it comes to different cultures, different cultures treat their children different ways when it comes to education. And for some of us, you know, we think it's kind of harsh you know, the child is such and such years old. How can you put that much pressure on a child? Well, you're not in that culture. In that culture, that is what they're used to. 
You know, so we have to be mindful when we see things that we just want to jump in and say something because to us, we think we're defending the child. No, what you did was probably made it worse because in that culture, that's what the child grew up seeing. That's what the child knows. You coming in there changing everything is is just going to make matters worse. So we it goes back to just doing what God told you to do. And it doesn't matter, again, if you're a preacher or if you're a teacher, classroom is a classroom whether it be in an actual government building or in a sanctuary, you're still teaching. The only thing different is the title, you know, pastor, preacher, educator. We're all still the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. We're trying to teach people basically how to be better versions of themselves. Cause that's what teachers are doing in the classroom. You know, they're giving the children the building blocks they need to survive in this world, to understand what's going on in the world around them. Same thing what preachers do when we're in the church house. They're giving us the building blocks of what we need to survive in this world. The only difference is in the church house, it's given to you by God because God wrote the book and we're going through it telling you, you know, this is what you need to do. When this happens, this is what you need to do. But it's the same thing. Teaching is teaching and no matter what your title is, it is hard because you're dealing with different attitudes, different characteristics, different people, different cultures. It's, it's hard regardless of what you're teaching. It's, it's going to be hard and you have to think of ways to keep the interest. One of the other things that's hard for teachers in the classroom is to keep the interest of children. You know, the younger the children are, the shorter their attention span is. So teachers have to come up with innovative ways to hold their interest long enough to get the lesson taken care of before they lose that interest. Because once a child loses interest, it's hard trying to get it back. And that's not saying the short of an adult, too. Once you lose our interest with an adult, it's going to be hard to try to get it back again. So we thank God for all the teachers. You know, God bless all you teachers. You are appreciated, loved, and well-respected because it is not hard what you have to do, especially now. You know I mean? The cards were already dealt against you before Corona came. Now it just made it infinity times hard, you know, to work with what you got. You know, now you got kids more concerned about what's going on around them than than learning in the classroom you know and it's not the kids fault it's it's what they see it's what they're being told but it makes it harder on the teacher to hold on to that interest long enough to at least get the lesson done so again to all the teachers god bless you lord knows i love you i love you I love you. I love you. And I don't, I mean, I understand because, you know, being a minister, being a a motivational speaker, it's hard. You got to find ways to keep up with the, with, with the children. I mean, it's like I said, once I mentioned before, it's because of my babies. I'm on all these social media things because that you got to go to where they are. You know, you have to, with what I do, you have to go to where they are. You can't, I can't expect them to always come to me. I have to go to them. And that is what I do. That is what I'm willing to do. Every step of the way, whatever it takes to get to them, I will go to where they are. I have no problem with that. Not at all. 
whatever I have to do to keep them interested or in my case, motivated. So teachers don't give up. Don't worry about it. Cause it's all going to work out for your good. You keep doing what God called you to do because it takes a strong person to do what you're doing. Not everybody can be a teacher. Not everybody can be a preacher. It takes a strong willed person who loves what they do, who loves shaping the minds of young people to deal with everything you are dealt with. So just keep on keeping on. Don't think your actions have gone unnoticed. I see you. I see you. And I commend you for standing your ground, regardless of what is thrown your way, because you don't want to give up on these kids. And I thank you as a parent, as a grandparent, I thank you. And I stand with you. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come here today to say thank you. Father, thank you for all the teachers and what they are going through right now, trying to teach our babies. Father, we know that they have the world upon their shoulders, that their job is just gotten that much harder. And Father, we ask that you lift that burden for them so they can continue to do what you called them to do. Father, we bless those educators who are standing up when they feel that something is not right, when it's no longer about the students anymore. Father, that we thank you for those who stand up for our babies when we don't even know that they need to be stood up for. We thank you for those who go against all those who are saying one thing and they're like, but that's not what's best for the children and who don't mind standing alone. Father, we just pray for the strength of these educators, Father. What they do was already hard, and it's only getting harder. But, Father, we thank you that they are standing tall, they are standing firm, and they are standing on your word because they know help is on the way. Father, bless all those who are falling sick, Father, because of the corona or the delta or whatever that is going on. Father, we ask that you put hands on them today, Father. Hands on the schools, Father, that are being infected with this virus. Hands on the educators who are now being infected with this virus. Father, we put hands on the hospitals that once again are seeing a surge in sickness. Father, we pray for healing. We pray for comfort. Father, we pray for a breakthrough that we know only you can provide. Man can't do what you don't allow them to do. And Father, we know that you give them what they need to get the job done. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. In your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Always be that light in someone else's darkness. And if you know a teacher, just say thank you. You don't have to give them a reason why. Just say thank you. Tell them that you stand with them. 
that they're not fighting this battle alone. Stay blessed.